Uh, there's few black men in the world. Uh, no, nobody allows black women to suffer the way that they do and get awarded and afforded the title of a man. There's just no way in hell that I can call us black men. And we letting our sisters all up on YouTube and all up on Pornhub and everything else be disrespected. Uh, we are disrespecting them. We are, um, we're, we're letting them go into the strip clubs. We're letting them be uh, stripped and raped. We're letting them be murdered. Uh, we're participating in a lot of this stuff. Man, that's not a man. A man is a person who promotes, protects, and provides for the black woman. This is a Thunder Roar Incorporated production. It's a WEDS radio podcast, and I am E.B. Smith with Living the Blues, Blues and Culture. Today's guest is Kurt Wallace. Kurt Wallace is an author living in Dayton, Ohio, with books like Powerball, Conspiracy, and Black Woman Get It Together. As you can tell by the title of the last book, he has a view of how he thinks things should be, especially when it comes to African-American people. He does not shy away from people who speaks their mind and that he don't agree with. He is passionate about many things, including pointing out the injustices experienced by his people. But he also has no problem holding his people accountable for what he see as a people confused about who they are. One evening, I sat down and interviewed Kurt. Boy, he did not disappoint me. I'm here with my friend from Dayton, Ohio. I'm going to have him introduce himself. And then we're going to get into a little nitty-gritty. And I, Listen, if you have kids, um, you may want to move them away a little bit. But if they're teenagers, make them sit right there. And then once in a while, you can throw muffled over their ears because there's a lot for them to hear here. There's a lot of wisdom and knowledge here, some raw truth. Introduce yourself, brother. Uh, my name is Kurt Wallace. All right. Tell them, tell them a little bit about what you've done, author-wise and all that stuff. Uh, I have three books published so far, working on a, another four that will be out uh, by June. Um, so I, I try to keep it raw and uncut with, uh, the books that I write. I always have like a black experience in every book to make sure that we are represented the correct way. I don't drop uh, a lot of kilos of dope in my books, <laughs> but, uh, they still are black. Nonetheless, I have to argue that with a lot of people. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Because a lot of people do the triple crown with no knock to, to them that, you know, they've been successful, but, uh, realistically, um, it's kind of like poison to the people, so I try not to uh, go that route. I try to give somebody something that they can look forward to and remind them man, that we are ingenious and we we can do a lot. So my books are are not about um, you know tearing us down, but more bringing us up in an entertaining okay. way. In an entertaining way. So just 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 for those of you who ain't got those ears to pick that he is an African American or brother. Yeah, I would hope they would know. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes, hey, nowadays you hear people sing, you don't know what they are. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some something that uh, that um, that I mean, we go back and forth on Facebook, but I'm gonna make a phrase here, and I want you to give me whatever you have. White people are still white people, and black people are still black people. That's what I'm going with. Yep. <laughs> yeah. White people have not changed. Uh, unfortunately, black people are regressing and getting worse. Uh, and you look at white people, the bottom line for white people is just honestly, they are still doing the same thing that they they've done since slavery. 
uh, we we laugh and we joke. And I listened to a lot of people when I was growing up telling me that they marched with Dr. King, which didn't didn't impress me because once they got finished walking up the street, they still went home to the suburbs. They went home to those homes. What they didn't tell me was that they was marching into boardrooms, making it better for black people when it came to work. Um, they didn't say that they were uh, walking into the legislative buildings, legislative buildings, and making laws that were going to give us uh, better rules and better laws that would protect us. They didn't do anything, actually, and they still do not do anything that places us in the best situation possible, which is their job to do when they're in those situations and those positions. Black people on the flip side, as dumb as all get out, and I don't really care how people take it, man. We just keep on waiting. We keep waiting. Conversation off the air about everybody talking about Donald Trump. Man, I I don't even listen to that dude. Never have. Um because we're 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 hanging on to the wrong stuff. We keep on waiting for somebody to give us something. We keep waiting to vote for somebody. Um, when it shows, it's all the same. We all end up in the same role. We end up in the same place every four years, every two years. After all these votings uh, that we have, we're still stuck. But we're stuck because we don't believe in self. So those people that went in the boardrooms, what do you think? What would you? What advice would you give them once they st- finish the march with MLK? What do you suggest would have made a greater people? Um, man, they went in there and they could have did something. Like you, you can't tell me that I've experienced. You, first of all, white people have never experienced what I experienced. That's just the bottom line, cut and dry. So, uh, and God forgive me, man. I'm, I'm doing my best not to cuss because uh, <laughs> I know it's radio and I don't know uh, what the laws are for this. But. Uh, Bottom line is that they have an opportunity and an obligation if you really want to say if this was TV, it'd be a better world. But this is not TV. This is the real world. White people place really no emphasis on black lives or the production of black people. We will sit up here and we will deliver black people will deliver a lot of great ideas, a lot of innovative theories or whatever. And white people take it and then they run with it. And they capitalize on it all the way up to Disney movies. But then black people are still stuck. And guess what's crazy is that black people are still keep hanging out with them. But as far as the boardroom, they have an obligation to go in that room and to do the right thing. And systematically, if we are still stuck the same way, we might have a little bit more money, but we don't have any more position. We don't have any more power or influence. So if we are still in the same place, coddling and begging, man, what have they done? Nothing. Nothing. And inside the boardrooms, they haven't done anything because there's no changes. I don't believe, uh, dare I say, it's not too many good ones that I've seen in my lifetime, realistically speaking. I've never seen a good cop in my lifetime because he's never arrested a bad cop. So either we're on board together or we're not. Mm, either with us or without us. So when you when you say white people, just for, just for clarification, um. When I use the word majority, I always say when you say majority of people in the country, that really could mean 60% or more for me. It don't have to mean 100%. So if I say the majority of African Americans drink Kool-Aid, I would say that's not right. Maybe 40% of them do, right? Correct. So when you say white people, are you saying the majority of white people? Oh, man, I'm saying... Uh, 99%. 
<laughs> I just, you know, I was trying not to get that 99.2, but I'll just say 99% <laughs> are trash. <laughs> are trash. So if I'm just being honest, and I work for a slew of them, bottom line is still the same thing. It doesn't change because until we change and you see us moving forward, you know, everybody laughs and jokes, but when you look inside and you get into those and, and I'm in the manager side uh, of things, so I unfortunately and fortunately I get to see a lot more of the sleaziness when it comes to whites. Uh, but when you had a job, man, bottom line, you had a job, you see white people coming up, you see black people staying down. Uh, and and you can attest, you over 50, I'm over 50. Mm-hmm. So when, when, we, when we were working in our 20s, there was a white person that's starting at about the same time as me, but he already on his way to buying a house. Now, every white person's parents don't have a million dollars where they was buying houses, trucks, uh, ATVs and everything else. So somewhere along the line, somebody's sneaking these white people a little bit more money on the job and not telling the black counterpart. And these type of things happen and we justify them and we laugh them off, but they're still there. Yes. And so... Mm-hmm. You know. And that's a reality. Reality is, and I'm not going to quote the the numbers because I'm not. I don't remember what specifically it is, but it's something like four times the amount of money per dollar that white people make above uh, uh, black people. That's just a statistics done studies done by them. It's not something that we just making up. That's something that's the truth, right? Correct. Um. So what? So in the same question, in the same way, I'm going to ask you this question. How, what percentage of black people do you think are lost? Man. <laughs> uh, 91%? <laughs> it's a high number, man, because we keep taking all this garbage and we keep laughing and joking and pretending like it's not happening. Uh, and as a parent, you and I both know what will happen if somebody violates one of our kids. Yeah. But, but from the flip side of that, a lot of people... Are talking about it's like being a studio gangster. They're gonna talk about what they do, and they're really not gonna bust the great. Right, uh, right, and, and right. So right. we we allow a lot of things to happen. Um, and, and case in point, uh, we have people who uh, a lot of black people are locked up, and which means that a lot of lo- black people have family members that are locked away in jail. Mm. And for some crazy reason, black people as Dumb as this thought is to me, they think this is ingenious for them to skip out on jury duty. And then you talk about the white man is dogging your brother in the court. No, you did because you had an obligation and an opportunity to go down there to protect one of our brothers and you didn't. Mm. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Dumb as hell. I like that. (laughs) All right. It is what it is. This is WEBS Radio Podcast, a Thunderer Incorporated production, spilling some knowledge. You may not agree with him, but um, it is what it is. So I'm going to give you um, I'm going to give you some terms and I'm going to let you spew whatever you think. Black men. Black males. Black are, males. Yeah, there are black males. Uh, there's few black men in the world. Uh, no Nobody allows black women to suffer the way that they do and get awarded and afforded the title of a man. There's just no way in hell that I can call us black men. And we letting our sisters all up on YouTube and all up on Pornhub and everything else be disrespected. 
we are disrespecting them. We are um, we're, we're letting them go into the strip clubs. We're letting them be uh, stripped and raped. We're letting them be murdered. Uh, we're participating in a lot of this stuff. Man, that's not a man. A man is the person who promotes, protects and provides for the black woman. So black male is a better term. Black female. Goddess. Goddess. Uh, all praises do. Um, nothing but love. A little bit uh, a little bit vibrant, a little bit rough and raw around the edges sometimes, but understandably so. Um, no bad vibes from me. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> of course. White women. Um um a mixture of emotions there uh i know i know uh a few good ones a few very very good ones i know a lot of of cunning ones as well uh but um it's 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 a danger zone um it's uh you know i got like white women in my family and they're probably gonna choke me if they hear it but uh a little bit a, a little bit too brazen um, um, a little bit too much on the think they know everything side and even dare I say, think that they can, uh, trample in race relations a little bit too far sometimes and, and, and get out of pocket because they sleep with black men. And I had to explain to people that slave masters had kids by black people. So sleeping with a black man doesn't make you less racist. Uh, so there's a danger zone with white women uh the power struggle so i'm just going to insert this the when i think about what history shows us it it was the white woman that for good reason manipulated the the power of her husband to do the right thing in some cases like which is why the black people got the vote before they did um black people got the vote Mm-hmm. Uh, I missed that. Oh, I'm sorry. Black people do vote. I'm tripping. What it is is no, that's my fault. I almost forgot we don't even vote, but we do vote. It's just that white women, white men are still going to be the same. The 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 optics tell you that it seems fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, I, and and let me add to real quick because I'm gonna talk about the voting. But the voting, I'm gonna, let me hit on two okay, things about white ahead. women and voting. So the voting part, I'll say this about voting: that if 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 Herb Johnson, uh, the Klansman in 1945, is the person who sets up the voting booths and he's the person who collects the the to- and tallies the votes. So if Herb Junior is in 65. And Herb the third is in 85. And then we got uh, Herm because they didn't want no more Herb. So we have Herm in 2005 and Herm Jr. Herman Jr. in 2015 to 2019. So if this family of people, basically, if all white people continue to collect the votes and, and, and to tally the votes and give you the results of the votes, man, did you really vote? Like legit, like what are we what are we talking about? But back to white women. Funny thing about white women, I just got to flip this in real quick. Uh, I did some Uber driving one time, man. I did some Uber driving. I had some women going to this uh, woman march, million woman march, because Donald Trump was elected the president. Hilarious. All of these white women, their husbands, like eight out of a million people, 
like 700,000 husbands are Donald Trump supporters. You didn't leave the white man who supports Donald Trump, but you want to yell about Donald Trump. So the optics are white women are upset, but you still go sleep and make house and playhouse with the guy who put him in office. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's really... That's why you say it's a mixed bag for you. It is a mixed bag yeah. because I know a couple good ones. Yeah. I know a couple good ones, um, and I, and I hate to say it like that. Like I, you know, I have some good white friends, but it's just really how good are they when you when you tear apart everything to look at what they really represent. Period. You know, black professionals, huh? That that in, entertainment included <laughs> black <laughs> professionals. Uh, LeBron James is the epitome. Uh, Jalen Rose is the epitome. Uh, two men who took it upon themselves at different times. Jalen Jalen Rose being the first one before LeBron, but LeBron with more money and more flair was able to do a bigger things when it came to his school. Um, so those two are are iconic for me when it comes to black professionals. Um, and the rest of them, man, it's, it's probably about 98% of the rest of them. I love Steph Curry. Shout out to Steph Curry, who always remains uh, truthful uh, about everything. Respectful, but extremely truthful about black uh, situations. So I love Steph for, for that. Uh, but the re it's, the majority of them, man, are trash. You know, Shaq is trash. You know, most of the black commentators got to seem like they got to shave their mustache, too. I've always laughed at that. If you <laughs> ever notice, it's like white people can keep a mustache on ESPN, but the black guys got to shave. I swear, man, watch TNT, man. I love Greg Anthony. I'm a Knicks fan. I love Greg Anthony, man. But if he don't get a mustache to get that big old fat piece of a hot dog meat off his lip. Uh, but no, black professionals, man, we, we need to do more because... Because we we are we are are claiming are claiming the hood and the struggle uh, for 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 our our fame, but we're not going back to the hood and the struggle when it comes to sitting up here and bringing bringing some development back. So when you make your money and you get to you know like in Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons, and they got bakeries and do bakeries in the Atlanta area. Well, the the, the suburban areas were doing fine without you. You're not bringing your money back to the hood to help them to develop. So, uh, you know, that's my take on that. <laughs> if you hear anything here that you like or don't like, you can reach out to us at thunderroarmusic at gmail.com. That's thunderroarmusic at gmail.com. Uh, we are now an affiliate of Thunder Roar Incorporated, WBS Radio Podcast. Here again, we are rocking uh, social norms, but with truths. So I'm going to ask you this question. What is a basic start to uplift the community? What can someone do starting tomorrow that you believe will be a beginning of the great help that the community needs. Invest in the community. Um, and by invested, I mean, there are a lot of entrepreneurs in the black community. The very first thing that I ever want to do is support the people who are closest to me. I'm buying t-shirts. I'm buying sweatshirts. I'm buying coffee mugs, uh, where people are putting specialized coffee mugs and insignias. Um, so what you're doing is you are still keeping that money in your community. And we can't guarantee that that person, when they purchase it, once you buy it, it's going to keep the money in the community. But 
what sales and where it sales for black people we stay like if, if if my business is thriving on 153rd then i'm staying on 153rd uh white people's business can be thriving on 153rd and they'd be out in shaker heights tomorrow because they'll justify the potential for it to drop at some point so the bottom line first act that we should do is buy black that is like number one always buy black if i want to rock a new apparel line it's going to be a black shout out to my man Sharif from Trotwood, Ohio, who has this line. I got a man named Keith who has a line, which is the B with the period. They're banging and I buy all of their clothes. You know, I give it to my son to wear it down to college. Uh, my daughters wear it in college. Um, one of my daughters wear, it, you know, just for uh, for giggles, you know, at, at home. But always put something. I, I don't even drink coffee. I got 30 coffee mugs from four different people. But they were black sellers. And so, but guess what happens? The Christmas season is coming. You want to sit up here and start something new? Man, throw them old Tims, which I don't even understand why women think it's cute to wear Timberlands. Construction boots have never been cute on a woman. But buy some shoes that somebody else is making that you know. Buy some flip-flops that somebody's designing. Buy a shirt, a pair of pants, anything. But buy black. And that way, at least you know the money is going to be closer to your community than if you was buying Nike or um, Louis Vuitton or something like that. So, so you talked about we talked about education a little. What? So let me use that as a, another a, one of the last topics. Education as a subject. How would you respond to that? Education is key. Um, doesn't always mean that you have to go to college or trade school. But education and understanding and learning is 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 clear. It's, it's number one. You have to have it. You have to understand what a person uh, can bring to the table. You have to understand what you can bring to the table. So you have to be educated, and it gives you an opportunity to grow, and it gives you a tool that you can use later um, when some people are looking to say that they can't give it to you. And if you don't have the education, you know you might not know what it is that somebody's trying to do. Well, if you don't know how to add, you can't add nothing. You don't even know if a person cheating you when you're getting your change back. So you need education just for basics. Um, but I believe that education is huge. It's just what you do with it after you get it. <clears throat> Banking. Um, I'm not a proponent for um, for the banking system so much. Uh, I will say that have some money in the bank, though. You have to have something in the bank. So uh, and that's probably where education comes in. They kind of like hand in hand because you need to learn how to uh, work your work your account and be smart about it. You, know, you got to be smart. You can't be out there uh, buying one hundred and fifty dollars shoes or two hundred and thirty dollars shoes and you on the bus or you can't. You know, so banking is a key. You have to have money. And that and education is part. And of that's that. one of the reasons why I brought that up, because you talk about education. And I, I, just in my belief, the number one, <clears throat> the number one mistake, or the the number one ignorance in the black community is lack of understanding of how finances work. Correct. And how credit works, finances. Sure, we are never going to get the same rate, no doubt. But you at least need to know how the system works, so you can at least learn how to play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> Right. right, because that actually determines how far you go, whether you borrow more money you need for school, you know, whether you borrow money too much for money for a car, because that alone will put you far behind. 
If I you, agree. Right? So good. Um, tell us a little more about your book and what you plan on doing and make sure you give some social media or whatever you, how uh, your contact information. And you can do some more shout outs to those designers <laughs> to me because I, right. I love that. Uh, Kim Townsend is uh, my mug specialist. That is the uh, ultimate person. Uh, I wish I didn't turn my phone off for the uh, radio. I would show you. She uh, made a lot of uh, my book covers. She put them on mugs for me, which uh, was great. So shout out to Kim Townsend. That is her Facebook name. If you want anything from clothes to mugs to book bags, design, she is probably the number one person in the state of Ohio that can knock it out. Sharif. Uh, Martin is one of the other guys who does pretty good on, on the clothing line. Uh, then, um, so my book, my book that I have coming out now is called, uh, black man. Are you serious with three question marks? And it's really about, um, the concept of, are we men or are we males and what we need to do to address the situation and to move forward. We have a lot of, uh, a lot of work to do. You know, we, we've let the black woman down all the way back to, to slavery, where a master was take her out the hut and rape her and send her back and, and, and impregnate her. And we would have to have these little mulatto kids that we would raise and couldn't even tell them that master was the daddy. Uh, but so the book is basically a turn from from slavery to now, just the concepts of of where we really are not where we think we are. We think we that man. I don't use the N word, but a lot of guys think they're that, you know, and they're not. They're really not. They don't even really know what life is about, but they out here performing and stunting. So that's what the book is about. The book is, you know, I wanted to be a mirror. And that's what I was telling you off air is that, you know, I, I've had to do a lot. Um, and I want to be the mirror that puts it up. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm sanctimonious or, or perfect, but I hold a mirror to myself every day and ask myself, what, what am I going to do now? What am I going to say? What am I going to do for today? Uh, and, and compliments. And I want to shout out to you. Like, like I was telling you, uh, off the air, kudos to you, man, for everything that you do for the community that you support, uh, for the dreams that you keep alive for a lot of people, for the children that you teach. And a lot of people don't know, but this man is a master of a lot of things. And he tries to give that knowledge to other people and he does it, man, out the goodness of his heart. That is a testimony and a testament. And that is really when I always tell people about a body of work, that's your body of work from God. It's what you do when nobody is required to really do anything, but you still say, Hey, you holding yourself accountable for something that you see. There's something missing. I'm a plug it, and and that's a, so a shout out to you for that, man. But you know, it's just bottom line, man. We got it. We got a lot of stuff that we need to do. We have a lot of stuff that we need to to uh, get over. But we got to be honest with ourselves, and, and we are always honest with everybody else but ourselves. And that's black people's biggest problem. Give us your uh, contact information, and we can touch with you, man. I am on Kurt Wallace. Uh, well, actually, it's just Facebook, man. Facebook is my number one place, man, which is Kurt Wallace. Uh, that's why you uh, look me up, K-U-R-T, Wallace on Facebook. got Instagram, and I'm telling you, I got Instagram, and I have Twitter, uh, which is Kurt from Ohio for Twitter. Instagram, dude, I still don't know the name of the Instagram. I ain't going to lie. I be having to look at my kids like, what's my name again? <laughs> yeah, I don't use Instagram. <clears throat> I guess I'm all old school. I just think Facebook is a, a, a what do you call it? A, a bootleg MySpace. <laughs> yeah, 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 but it's it's 
it's the one I know. So that's, that's right. why it's easier for me to do it, man. Right. It's, it's the easiest thing for me to get right. to is Facebook. Right. Well, I appreciate the accolades, brother. I appreciate you coming down. You will be, I'm looking to hold something here big and have you come down and speak. Oh, man, anytime. So be you are to have you, brother. Your book come out. Come on here. We're going to do the best we can. Shout out. It, listen, <clears throat> if you don't agree with him, any part of what he said, you have, just inbox me. You're more than welcome to come on the show, but he has to come. So if you're going to come, I want him to be here, and we can have a, re, a really good conversation because it's, now we need to start talking about things and stop hiding. Absolutely. And 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 Kurt Wallace, uh, Facebook, you can message me. I'll get the message. And, and I don't have all the answers for everything. I'm just not scared to give my part of them. And I, I'm just not going to shy away from what I think. We should be doing. We should be doing something. So it's better than not doing nothing. That's right. WBS Radio, this is E.B. Smith. Thank y'all for listening.